0: Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And what have you two been up
1: (laughs) So Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't talked to each other in a thousand years, it feels like. I know. It's only been a week,
0: but it feels like a thousand years.
1: It feels like a long, long time. And I get to have surgery on this hand in the morning. I know. Ready, set, go. Surgery. Uh number (laughs) two. Just cranking it out this year. Just cranking it out.
0: Yeah, but it's going to be good because you're going to be all fixed. Yes. Yes. Yep.
1: So it will be good. Yeah, I'm
0: excited for you. I mean, not the whole sleeping part and the whole pain, you know, part and all that stuff, but I'm excited for you to be fixed.
1: I am too. Yeah. Yeah. So send me all your good Reiki vibes in the morning that I go to sleep easily and I wake up easily.
0: I will. I will indeed. Uh Uh-huh. I love it. All right. What are we talking about today?
1: We're talking about journaling and writing, and I'm going to give us some journaling props, too.
0: It's your favorite thing.
1: I love journaling so much. I I really, really do.
0: And I know that we have talked about this before, but we felt, Mm -hmm. you know, as Kat and I were talking about things to talk about and subjects to talk about, we felt like it was definitely time to come back around and talk about journaling and Mm -hmm. I think that this is going to force us into our next podcast of coming back around and talking about the importance of meditation and Mm -hmm. what things and styles of meditation we can work on because Mm -hmm. I feel like both of them go so closely hand in hand Mm -hmm. but I also feel like a lot of people get the idea and they're like oh that's a great idea I'm going to totally do that and they do it for a few weeks and then they kind of fall off again and this is a great reminder a year hmm. later to come right. back to it. And if you fell off, get back on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah.
1: Your time. Well, and I think a lot of times people, it's cyclic for people and it's seasonal. People get all gung ho at different times in their lives or different times of the year. And they're like, I am going to journal about whatever, pick something A, B, C, D. And they'll, you know, journal like a banshee and they'll either work through their issue that they've been, they were wanting to work through or they work through their story. Or in my case, sometimes a butterfly goes by and I'm distracted and I'm out the window you know, but I mean, I do journal all the time, but you know, it is easily to get something, put something else in the place of time that you journal. So I do think uh, you're right. It's good to remind people all the time because most people, in fact, do you know anyone that doesn't have a journal and hadn't tried it? Most people do.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> most people have at least tried once, mm-hmm. twice, three times. And yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think, especially in like my world of people that I have taught or know through teacher training. But I think most of the people that you and I run in circle with have been introduced to journaling at some point in time or another, Mm -hmm. and maybe have improved their practice. It's maybe not a perfect practice, but neither is most people's meditation, but we're all a work in progress.
1: Right, exactly. Well, when I first started journaling, and I know I've told you this before, but I, I, I had, I've written most of my life in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just little quotes that I thought up that were that. I thought I made them up, whether I did or not, who knows. Or well, I wrote a little bit, so I've always kind of written. But when I started doing a regular journal practice was after I read the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I really liked it. And the thing that I liked so much about it was just her morning pages. And so most everyone that has ever started a journaling practice I've has heard about that because she suggests that every single day the second you wake up you start writing three pages without stopping and it's just a complete you don't work. look at grammar you don't have to make sense you just write three pages of anything without stopping and you know that's one of the times I've written some of the best things I've ever written it's during morning pages but I've also written more crap than good stuff during morning pages <laughs> <laughs> you know and so you can just have this string of consciousness that you just get out onto a page and it's just important. Yeah and I like
0: the idea like it is in that book about that doing it in the morning when you're a little mm-hmm. bit more fresh and maybe some of it is about the dreams that you had the night before maybe some of it is about how your day is going to look or you know whatever it is versus I always used to do it in the evening and at that point I was already overtired at that point I was you know already over my day I wasn't, you know, maybe impressed with how the day had gone or sometimes excited about how the day had gone. Maybe I was already into the anxiety for the next Mm -hmm. day. So I felt like every time I wrote in the evening, it was just dribble, like dribble. And it's funny because as I was looking back through some of our marketing, somebody Mm -hmm. had posted a comment and the last time we had talked about journaling, that same comment about how they were super excited for some of the things we had talked about because they had felt like up until that point, their journaling felt so much like a diary. And that's mm-hmm. not how, how, I don't think that's how a good journal is written. And that's not to say that you couldn't certainly make a mm-hmm. really good journal out of the Dear Diary. Because you yeah. think about a lot of the journalism that happens like Dear Abby. Like those, yeah. those are like good.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we all can have different kinds of journals. One thing I started, you know, we went to London in January of this year and every trip we've ever gone on I've always thought I will remember every single place we've talked about this every place we've ever been you know all the restaurants and you never remember it so I decided then to just keep a travel journal. So that really is just kind of a diary of what I did that day. Mm-hmm. And I did it in Chicago also. There's also another book. Um, it's called 52 Snapshots, a memoir starter kit. And it's by Sonia Livingston. And it's a real small little book, but she'll have prompts in there that get you thinking about different things that have happened in your life. And a lot of times, you just need someone just to make you think outside the box. Like I wrote, a piece on how I got my name and You know, so I had to do a little research from, because my mom and dad both had different versions of how I, my name was Carrie Kathleen, which was very interesting to just find out from them what they, what their take on it was. But it was kind of neat. It's, it's a neat little book and I haven't worked my way all the way through it because I bought it to use, to help me move more into some of the body image work I'm doing. And it, it's not helping with the body image stuff too much, but it's still a very little book and it gives you prompts for you that help you dig deep into your younger self and who you are and what you want to be and why why you are the way you are kind of a book.
0: I love that. And I love that you asked your parents and got differing ideas Mm -hmm. of where your name
1: came from. You want to know? Yeah, (laughs) my name is because my name's Carrie Kathleen. And my my mom's mother was named Kathleen. So that was pretty much a given. It was easy. But um, my name starts with a C instead of a K like hers did. But my first name is Carrie C-A-R-R-I-E. And my mom swears and I kind of believe her. But my mom swears up and down that my dad wanted to boy first. And Carrie was the closest to Gary because his name is Gary that they could find for a girl. And my dad said, no, there was a Kentucky Derby horse that ran in the 60s named Carrie Back or something like that. And I'm like, I wasn't even bored when that horse ran. I mean, I was like, so anyway, so it it was interesting. Or I don't know, maybe it ran before that. I don't know. But anyway, it it was interesting. And when I told them what the other person said, they were like, of course, they're divorced. That may be why. But they were like, oh, my gosh, he doesn't remember anything. Oh, my gosh. She's just silly. You know, it's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Nice. I
0: love that. But it,
1: it sparked an interesting conversation. To. Well, and
0: clearly yeah. a really lovely journal entry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, but you know, one of the biggest reasons I think. To journal well there's a couple of big ones but one of the biggest ones is for stress relief you know it's a lot of because we carry all this crap within us all the time you know i always talk about my little my little backpack of worries and troubles and st- stresses that i carry around all the time when you journal it gives you a place to unload that crap so you know at night when you go to bed and you go okay i'm not gonna worry about anything else hopefully you can sleep the next morning when you wake up you start picking up everything that you worried about the day before and you carry it around around with you but if you journal it gives you a place to vomit it all out
0: yeah to release it and let it Mm -hmm. go put it out there and then not have to carry it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and every single time I journal I learn something about myself even if it's just that I'm disciplined enough to journal I mean every single time I journal I learn something yeah and that's kind of cool to you know at all ages to be able to delve into your own psyche and go wow so that's why I think this or wow, maybe I need to do a little more research and call, you know, call up mom, dad, sibling, friend, whoever, and ask, did I always do XYZ? You know? <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, and you know, when it comes to de-stressing, like you think about whenever you can get things off your chest, it's going, it, it always feels better. And that's, -hmm. that's verbal words that need to be spoken as opposed to clamming up and not speaking those words and knowing what kind of stress and or other mental unwellness that can create Mm -hmm. that, that just stress gut, you know, all of the things that go along with not using your words like mm-hmm. right and even if no one else is going to read them you got them off your chest
1: yeah and if you don't want anyone to read them cuz a lot of people are like i got a lot of stuff you know but i don't want my husband or my mom or my best friend or anyone to ever read these words burn it shred it delete it if it's on a computer you know just get it it's important and whenever i when i teach writing workshops and i mention our journaling workshops when I mention stuff like that people always look at me like I'm not writing it down anyway I'll just keep it in here and I'll just meditate and dump it away well meditating helps but it helps so much to literally write it down and see it and I really love it when you can wad it up yeah because it loses so much of its power whatever the stress is it loses so much of its power but something when we talked about journaling before that I had said and I saved a text message that I got from you after we did I don't know why, but I saw it when I was looking at uh, when I was writing some stuff up for our talk today. I was like, I think I still have that text message and i had saved it onto my desktop. But remember when I told you that a lot of times when you journal, you may just be pick up a book that you're reading, you know, pick up any book flip it to wherever and read it for what 20 minutes 10 minutes and then stop what you're doing then write about it and do you remember what you wrote to me I don't remember
0: exactly (laughs) what I wrote to you but I remember how powerful writing was after that reading and I Mm -hmm. don't know if it was divine intervention that it was that book and that page Mm -hmm. and that it was that topic but I just remember I still even just smile about it and I Uh still tell Tell people about it. I'm like, if you are ever in need, like grab a book. It just so happened to be that the book is still sitting right there. I see uh-huh. it every day, and it is exactly like the tab is still sticking out of the book, like it was that powerful. Uh-huh. But well, no, I, I don't remember, read, what, yeah. the, I don't remember what the I don't remember what you said.
1: <laughs> you said, "Holy shit, girl! You are my hero, Kat Kahn. I read for about ten minutes, and I just journaled for about twenty-one, and some of the stuff I wrote down are eye-opening things. I didn't even even know I could have put together in my life simply by having associated it with perhaps the exact right text that I read at the exact right time. But wow. Yeah. I was like, so I saved it because I was like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. So yeah, I still refer to it.
1: And I love that you read for 10 minutes and you wrote for 20. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you wrote for twice as long as you read. It was so that's just, something
0: else. It was just pouring out of me. It was really, mm-hmm. it was wild.
1: No. Well, and you know, it doesn't even have to be, a you know, any kind of yoga text or whatever. It can be anything you happen to be reading. You know, I have have a book on my kindle i'm reading right now i've got an audible book i'm reading right now and you would laugh i've got about seven books that i'm reading right now on nutrition but i could pick up any of them you know even the little fluffy romance book i'm reading on my kindle and read that and write about it because in fact that would be really interesting because why I mean, what what do you like you know so there's a lot of ways that you can get spurred on and get empowered to dig into yourself
0: yeah I was really impressed with, I mean, I think your original assignment was, you know, read for five, 10 minutes and then write about what you read, but it was yeah. very quick or easy for me to make the association between what I had read mm-hmm. and how I wanted it to either shift me. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it was that I already knew the information and had already felt the shift and I was not giving myself credit for that. Mm -hmm. And that was where I was so amazed Mm -hmm. by, I was like, what? Uh, I already it. like right like yeah. I was like all these like light bulbs and I was mm-hmm. like Tanya like why the heck are you not giving yourself credit for all of the work you have done mm-hmm. and yeah. all of the you know manifestations you have made from it so yeah. it was just well, a really good experience.
1: If any of you listeners decide to go pick up a book and, jur- and journal from it as you're reading it spend you know 5, 10, 15, 20 however long but try to spend the same amount of time writing that you read. And just write, just write about how that reading made you feel. If you're reading a romance novel and it's a hot part, that may be something you want to shred. But, you know, find, you know, something that you connect with and read about it. So... Love That's all good. There is an, and I mentioned this the last time we talked uh, about journaling, but I do love this article that I read in the New York Times about journaling. And they said that once the domain of teenage girls, thus the Dear Diary, and the literati, journaling has become a hallmark of the so called self care movement, right up there with meditation. It also stated, for good reason, scientific studies have shown it to be essentially a panacea for modern life. There are obvious benefits like a boost in mindfulness, memory, and communication skills. But studies have also found that writing in a journal can lead to better sleep, a stronger immune system, more self-confidence, and a higher IQ.
0: I love it because I Mm -hmm. love that it references how important it is in Mm self-care and that it literally, just like what we said at the beginning of the podcast, ranks it right up there with meditation.
1: You know, and I have done journaling and meditation. In fact, I most of the time do them together. I usually, I may sit and meditate for only three minutes just to center myself and then journal and then have a meditation practice afterwards. And sometimes I flip it around another way too.
0: I do it reverse. I generally Mm -hmm. meditate and then I journal about what what came up in meditation
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. so you just have to find what works for you
0: yeah but mm-hmm. make it part of your daily practice mm-hmm. that's yeah. really the end all mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah about journaling and keeping that written those written thoughts and feelings down you can't always control what happens to you and around you but you can control how you respond to that you know one of my favorite quotes is experience is not what happens to you it's what you do with what happens to you so when you journal and you write down and you really get a better control of your thoughts and your feelings then you can control more how you respond to what happens
0: right and it's also about being able to take pause long enough to be like okay how could I define how I feel about this what do I feel about this because it could be a like a barrage depending on what the stressor is Mm -hmm. a barrage of emotions Mm -hmm. and and maybe you can't even process them because there's so many coming at you at a time. Yeah, It's just exactly. a good way for you also to differentiate. Okay, yes, there's sorrow. Or yes, there's grief. Or yes, there's anger or, you know, whatever it is. And then start to stretch it apart like silly putty, but on mm-hmm. paper. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. You know, it also gives you a lot of self-knowledge because there's so many times that when we have our feelings, whatever they are, whatever they're related to, we shove them down. We shove them down into a little box that they don't fit into. And we hide them away because maybe those feelings or those thoughts aren't pretty enough to be out in polite company, or maybe, you know, you don't believe that your feelings are of value. So when you sit down and write, it gives you a a kind of a glimpse into yourself and you learn more about yourself. And, you know, that is one of the niyamas to, you know, spend some time in self-study.
0: My little Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me this, Do you have a fun list of prompts people can do? I do.
1: I do have. list of prompts. Now, something about journaling that I, uh, before I give you a couple of prompts, I think the hardest part of journaling, as we kind of alluded to earlier, is writing the truth because people don't want anyone to see it. So think about that whenever you're writing. And I'm not giving you anything hard today to talk about. One thing I always like to have people write about, and this is um, a prompt that I did use last time also, but this is one that if you didn't listen to the last one, I do think this is a good one too always do just write down the word stress as big as you can on the on a sheet of paper and then write down as many words or people or events or jobs or anything that stresses you out you know the things that cause you stress so you can make and you spend spend a good five, 10 minutes doing that and then tear it up and delete it. Cause that's an easy one. You're not getting anything real personal out there unless you, you know, write down people's names, but you can even make up a name, you know, for it. But sometimes it's nice to even write the real names down or the real places. And, but when you take those and you tear them up or you delete them, or you burn them, if you burn them, don't burn them in your house. If you don't have a fireplace, but (laughs) be safe about it, Yeah, be safe, you know, you take some of your power back when you do that. It's just powerful to do that.
0: I do think that since you're talking about that prompt of, you know, placing the word at the top of the page, I like mm-hmm. how you throw stress out there. But I feel like anybody who's working through any sort of emotion, mm-hmm. like yeah. EFT emotional, you know, Therapy That you could use any emotion word. You could put love at the top of the paper and write mm-hmm. down what that means or who that is or how that fits in your life. Or you could put down grief or sorrow or whatever it is that the emotion is that's got you right now. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, and I
1: love that. And start
0: to wrap around that emotion, like what's got you tied up in it? How can Mm -hmm. you help yourself with it, through it, around it, about it? Who are the people that are on your side in it? Who are the people who are against you in it? You know, Mm -hmm. like start to define what that looks like for you. It's probably very therapeutic.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say so. And it's an easy way to get yourself writing because I, you know, most of us can do that. Yeah. Um, for sure. This is one of my favorite prompts and I Taught this in a writing workshop, and my mom was in it, and I loved what she wrote. This one is: be a building that you know well, and talk about your life and your memories. And it was really fun to hear my mom talk about a building that she went visited as a child. Another one that I love is uh, describe a game you played as a child and how you feel, how how it made you feel. You know, like did you play Red Rover, Red Rover? Yeah, you're a kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, but you. know describe a game that you felt and how and if you want to go into a lot of detail think of some of the people that may have played that game with you when you were that age yeah and how they fit into your life and how they made you feel did they build you up did they tear you down because you know kids are mean sometimes sometimes. yeah
0: or Um, how you continue to play that game in
1: real mm -hmm. life now oh that's a good one too yeah you're getting deep today i'm gonna have to (laughs) (laughs) Go back and listen to this one. But that is true because we do. That is awesome. Yeah like they write about that
0: right like even <laughs> if you think about like tic tac toe and how does that game like now in your life play at odds or Monopoly if that was your game and how is Monopoly mm-hmm. show up in your life now you know yeah that's funny. <laughs> Sorry I didn't mean to
1: <laughs> No I love that how do games we played as a child show up in our real life? I was like that would be a great article for me to, to write down and I'll say my friend <laughs> Tanya threw this out on our podcast.
0: You Yeah, so here's another one for you. And now this is, again, I don't maybe I'm feeling very philosophical today, but, you know, talk about inner child work, but some of, you know, some of my best journal entries have been while doing some inner child assignments. Mm -hmm. And now, again, that's probably way too much for this podcast because we're already pretty deep into our minutes here. But you just think about how much emotional therapy you can get working through inner child stuff on paper Mm -hmm. because there's so much there. And again, you can use that word in your emotion word and go back into your inner child. And instead of doing it for present tense today, do it for back when you were little. Mm -hmm. How did love show up in your life when you were little? How did sorrow show up for you when you were little? You know, how did anxiety or fear show up for you when you were little? And start start working through those emotion words in your inner child. Now,
1: another one, Speaking of children, I think it would be a fun one to do is to think about a parent or a grandparent that was your favorite. You know, I had a grandmother that I was her favorite, you know, so maybe I would think about her or or my mom or my dad, because even though my siblings won't admit it, they like me best. (laughs) yeah totally like that makes sense (laughs) right right? I know I know and I keep telling them and they won't believe me but um if I, I think it would be a fun practice but you would really need to meditate first and spend some time thinking about the person and your relationship with that person but write a letter to you from your father.
0: Them. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: A oh, letter, yeah. what would they say where they talked about all of the wonderful things about you, how what they saw, you know, in you, what their hopes were for you. Because that's we, interesting
0: because we yeah. don't necessarily give our parents enough credit Mm-mm. because we tend to instead pick out their failures. Yeah. That would be a really interesting one.
1: And then I do like people to describe a possession that means a lot to them. You know, I don't like, people to focus on material things a lot. You know, in yoga, we try to get people to focus more on the end, but we all have things that mean a lot to us that we won't get rid of. And it's like, you know, it's one of those, if you had time to get five things out of your house and it can't be people or pets, if you had to get five things out of the house that was going to, that was going to burn down, what would they be? Oh, I like that one too. Mm
0: -hmm. So interesting that you say that personal item, that that mm-hmm. item I feel like as you talk about it not being materialistic I my mind went to automatically went to my dad's watch
1: uh-huh. and
0: that was before you thought of the five things mm-hmm. in fire. but like that watch has so much meaning to me and yet its battery is dead it no longer ticks but mm-hmm. it still has I mean could I go get a new watch battery for it yes but is it also symbolism for me yeah so I mean there's so much to that one little mm-hmm. thing and And I can also think of a couple of gifts I've been given that I'm like, these are so precious to me. They didn't cost me any money. But there's yeah. so much to them. And yeah, you could just, I could just, I could tell anybody who walked in the door and say, oh, that's really pretty. I'd be like, oh, well, actually that came from so-and-so and I got it. Yeah. Really you know, you just yeah. all that thought process.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many ways that you can um, look around and find things to write about. But if you do need help doing that, you can get something like, you know, the book, um, 52 Snapshots, a memoir starter kit, because that does delve into you you know you the person but there are also ways that you can I would, let me see I look real quick here there are journaling apps and so a lot of people don't and you when you journal with and you use an app on your phone or your ipad or your computer then you can lock it and you can put some you know a lot of things in that will protect your you know your thoughts some of them are free some of them are you know cost quite a bit of money as well. There's one that is reflectively is $48 a year or $10 a month. So it's uh, that one, Diario, D-I-A-R-O. That's another app and it's free. Or if you want the premium version, you can use it's $6 a year. So There's apps that you can use, but I do have different journals. Like I have my travel journal. I have a journal that I put more stuff about body image in. I have journals that I wrote more of my cancer story. I've got divorce journals I've got an Edward journal that I write stuff about you know Edward and then I have kind of an everything journal and where I just if I have a thought and I'm like oh well look at that I need to write that down and then I'll (laughs) you know I've got journals like that so so I don't recommend doing that because then I'm running around trying to find where did. To write that in, but which,
0: which of my many journals?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, so but that I do like to keep them separated like that for me. So if you're working on projects, you might might find that that's helpful.
0: I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So of all of the things, the benefits the do's, the don'ts to journaling? What's your end all cure all? What's the, what's the big takeaway?
1: Just do it. I mean, sit down and believe in yourself and do it because a lot of people tell me I can't write. I'm not a writer. I can't string two sentences together, but it's, it gives you so much of your power back. I mean, I've worked with one girl in particular with some of her writing a little bit, and she went from not being able to write to, oh my gosh, she needs to write a memoir I mean it's you know and so I think that's the biggest thing is people get overwhelmed with if someone reads it or I don't write well or I'm not real good with my grammar or I don't know any big words who cares just set your ass down and write and help you know help heal yourself or not even heal yourself empower yourself recognize the fierce you know person that's in there that sometimes we shove down I love that
0: so you heard it just do it (laughs) I think her words were sit your ass
1: down. <laughs> sit your ass down. <laughs> it's a six week artist way program. I haven't started it yet. It's called the listening path, but it's a six week program for having creative attention. So that's another book that.
0: Okay. Well, I've just put it on my list.
1: I know. You know, we like lists.
0: I know we do.
1: Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I am Tanya Rice. And this is two Pittas, On a Pod, signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis.
0: We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions.
1: Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com.
0: And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.